Hi, it's Holly, and welcome back to Sincerely You. Let's talk about anxiety. There are a lot of levels of anxiety that I could address here, but I just want to be upfront and say that I will mostly be addressing our daily worries, stresses, and fears. You all know what I'm about to say by now, but yes, if you do struggle with fear and anxiety, I do suggest seeing a professional. Everything I'm about to talk about is just my opinion and not professional advice. I'm also very aware that there's a huge difference between diagnosed anxiety and anxious feelings, and I'm not trying to blend the two whatsoever. So just a little background on me before I begin and kind of diving into my own experiences with anxiety. I myself have not been diagnosed with anxiety or even struggled with it long-term, but I definitely have experienced it in some forms. Specifically, after I graduated college, because it was just such a big change in my life, and that's really when it all started, I dealt with severe insomnia and anxiety during this time because I just felt like the immense pressure and kind of realization that my whole life was in front of me and no one was going to guide me through it anymore. I didn't have a job lined up, and I was also alone because I graduated a year earlier than my friends and boyfriend, and I was just hit with a lot of mental obstacles within the past two years, starting at that point. And anxiety has just been one of those things that has kind of come and gone ever since. But I am thankful that it hasn't been a constant battle. It just really sucks when it does decide to come on full force. So that is my experience with anxiety in a very, very condensed form. I just wanted to go over that because I'm realizing that a lot of people do think that I have severe depression or severe anxiety, and I don't, and I want to be clear about that because I don't want people looking to me for solid advice as someone who's experienced with it because the truth is I'm not that experienced with it, but... I still have a lot of stuff to say, and we're going to jump into a lot of great conversation. All right, first entry, and it's about fear of the future, which is heckin' relatable. Dear Diary, the biggest problem of mine is I fear for the future. Something as simple as not knowing what tomorrow brings can cause me to not sleep the night before, have panic attacks, not trust people, and so much more. I have so many goals of doing amazing things, but I always hold myself back because of the fear of not knowing what is going to happen next. One of my biggest goals is becoming a trauma surgeon, but I have extreme doubts that I'll even be anywhere close to that. Due to all my doubts, I see myself far below than what I actually am, and I hope to fix that soon. Hopefully, before it's too late. Sincerely, E. I relate to this one a lot. We all know anxiety as a feeling, but to put it in words is a little bit harder. The definition that resonates with me the most is that anxiety is imagining a future dilemma and convincing ourselves that we won't be able to face or overcome that dilemma. Sometimes we don't even imagine a specific dilemma, and that's the thing that scares us, just not knowing but feeling like there's going to be a future problem that we aren't prepared for. 
We don't know the future. We don't know what will happen. And because we don't know, we cannot possibly be prepared for future problems. And this causes a lot of us to go crazy, specifically the people that like to be in control. And I am one of those people. I used to be terrified of going to college and even high school because I simply didn't know all the problems I'd face and therefore I could not prepare myself for them. I then started to assume that I was just going to fail at a lot of things and go through a lot of embarrassment and not be able to handle anything thrown at me. I also just used to believe that the world was out to get me. I had this mindset that no one would be forgiving and that this world was nothing but a harsh, cold place where I wouldn't ever get a break. I imagined the worst every single time. And I think a lot of us do that, so I think we can all relate there. But if there is one piece of advice I could give anyone, it's to know that the world is not out to get you. It's not rooting for you either, but it's definitely not out to get you. We are the world. People like us make up the world. It's not some arbitrary thing that we can't figure out or grasp. Everything around us, everything familiar, that's what the world is like. And for some reason, we tend to imagine the future as some crazy imagined up hell of a place where there's endless problems and doom and all these things that we couldn't possibly overcome. And it's just not like that. You're going to realize how kind and forgiving humanity is. And not only that, but how slow time moves. We don't have to figure out every single possible future obstacle in the world right now. All we need to focus on is right now. And in this moment, the reality is we're not dealing with those future problems. They are in front of our faces. We don't have to deal with them. I learned from my fiancé Evan and a few of my friends and myself that a lot of people who experience anxiety just need someone to tell them that they're okay. And I specifically experienced this when I had like a full-on anxiety attack, not that long ago actually. Our minds just spiral out of control and then our bodies react as if those scenarios we come up with are actually happening to us. And we don't know how to deal with that. We don't know how to tell our brains that it's not actually happening because we just spent so much time convincing our brains that it is happening. A lot of the time, we aren't even sure what we're anxious about. We just feel the effects. But when it comes to fear of the future, it really is just fear that we're not going to be prepared for whatever lies ahead. And it's the lack of knowing and the lack of control that scares us the most. So let me just say this. You are fine. In this moment, you are okay. All we have and all we are is this very present moment. The past is not happening now. The future is not happening now. It's just this one moment. Wherever you are right now, in a car, on a bus, a walk, in bed, class, wherever, take a look around you. Notice whatever surface is holding you up right now. Feel and notice every next breath you take. Pick one small detail that is unique to your space. Maybe the one light in the corner of the room flickers, or the chalk is smudged on the chalkboard, or maybe your car sounds a certain way driving on the road. You are here, in this very present moment, and you are okay. 
In this time right now, you are alive and you are safe. We often forget that our entire future gets experienced in this exact way. Our life is a million present moments just like this one. So to spend time worrying about our future and spiraling out of control is completely useless because the future will never happen that way. It happens just like this. It happens that slowly. And I'm not saying we get to control everything. We won't get to control that smudge on the chalkboard or what someone else might say. But we do get to control our response, our actions, our perspectives. We will always get to do that because it will always be presented to us in a moment just like this one. The next entry focuses on how we usually keep our anxieties to ourselves. It's really freaking hard for me to bring up what I'm anxious about and to actually just talk about it. And I think most of us probably think it's too irrational to talk about or that it won't make sense to someone else or that they'll think it's stupid or we won't get taken seriously enough. I know I've even convinced myself that no one can really even help me or that whatever someone else might have to say will only make me more anxious. And maybe a lot of us don't even notice how much we really do keep our fears and worries to ourselves. Well, I have a few thoughts on this, but first, I'm going to read the entry. Dear Diary, I have spent my entire life with really bad anxiety, yet only two people know about it, and they are really close friends. I fear that if I open up, people will see me differently and not want to be around me. So I stay closed. I put on a mask and act happy and normal. I don't want people to be worried about me, and I don't want to be a burden with my problems either. People have their own problems. They don't need mine too. I'm scared of being alone or being judged. I don't know what to do. I'm drowning in my own head. Sincerely, P. For me, the most relatable line out of this one is that they are drowning in their own head. I just feel like that is the perfect way to describe going through anxiety alone or experiencing anxious thoughts alone. But listen, going through it alone makes it a million times worse. It allows you to spiral even more because when you don't tell someone or express your anxious thoughts in some sort of way, you lose touch with reality even further. It is absolutely crucial to just tell someone. I understand that it's scary and really nerve-wracking, but there's always a bright side, and that's no matter how someone else will respond, it's very likely that you'll feel at least a little bit better just saying it out loud. It's crazy. I don't know why, but just doing that for myself helps immensely. For most of us, our natural reaction is to push anxiety away as soon as we start to feel it. When we feel it, we first think, okay, how can we not feel this? And even if you don't actually ask yourself that question, that's kind of what our brains start to do. So we usually try to ignore it or never speak of it because to us, that's kind of making it real. Unfortunately, we live in a world where anxiety is bad. It's just bad. When we hear someone that has anxiety, 
we think bad (laughs) and how we don't want to deal with that and it's horrible and no one wants to live like that and that no one should have anxiety or any fear. And that's just the wrong way to think about it. This is what keeps a lot of us from telling other people or asking for help. But have we forgotten that anxiety is a natural human response? Fear and anxiety in humans is needed to survive. And we act like any form of it is an absolute disgrace. Worry and fear and stress is a normal and natural thing to feel. We forget that sometimes. And it's important to confront those feelings when they come. Now, huge disclaimer, I'm not referring to diagnosed anxiety or anything that's ongoing or serious. Because frankly, I don't know how to address that accurately. And even if you aren't diagnosed, you know, I'm going to say it. (laughs) Talking to a professional is always my first piece of advice. I just have to say it because it is super important. But anyway, we are human. We're made to feel things. Fear is normal. It's there to protect us. Yes, sometimes it goes overboard. But we need to stop worrying about what we're going to look like to other people if we start talking about our anxiety. If we spend our whole lives constantly trying to shove our anxiousness away, we aren't able to confront it or figure out why we're even feeling those things in the first place. And most of the time, our anxiety gets worse when we keep it to ourselves. So first, remind yourself that it's perfectly okay to feel this way. And then confront it. The absolute best way to do this is to tell someone. And I know it's hard, but it's so worth it. This is going to sound really stupid, but I recently let one message from my Instagram DMs get to me, and it was a message that just made me question a lot about myself for honestly no good reason. It was just killing me and circling in my head over and over again for over a week. I didn't tell anyone because it felt so stupid, and in my head I knew it was stupid and I knew it wasn't a big deal, and I was able to tell myself, Holly, This doesn't mean anything. You're fine. You don't have to feel anxious this way. But we all know that sometimes you just can't help your response to things. You just can't help the way that you feel. So because I felt so stupid, (laughs) I kept shoving it aside and I wasn't really talking about it to anyone until finally I just, I had to. I needed to. So I told my fiance about it and we kind of had a conversation, talked it through, and he kind of pulled me back down to earth. It felt like a weight was just lifted off my shoulders because he was able to remind me how small the message was and kind of put some context back into it. When you have something specific like that running through your mind constantly, it's going to get blown out of proportion. It's just going to happen. If you're not talking about it, your mind's just going to run with it and go crazy. In my mind, I kind of see it as inflating like a balloon and just being blown out of context and getting bigger and bigger. And when you tell someone, it kind of feels like you're letting that air out and the balloon can deflate a little and you can get some relief. I don't think telling someone cures anxious thoughts or anything, but in my experience, it has helped more than anything else, I think. And it might help you too. So highly, highly suggest it. Even if you don't want to tell someone or you're just not ready, I also recommend doing this exercise. Write down the five biggest things you fear or that you're most anxious about right now. It just forces you to sort out your thoughts instead of always pushing them aside 
Because otherwise, I just feel like things get really messy in our heads. And when you have so many things you're overwhelmed about, sometimes you don't even know what you're anxious about. And just to have them all sorted out, you're able to identify and confront the things you specifically fear. And it feels a lot better. Evan once told me, and he put it perfectly, he said, it's like being afraid of the possibility of a monster being under your bed, and the fear won't go away until you just have the courage to look under there. And sometimes we just need to take a peek into our minds and just pull out the things we're anxious about, telling someone or writing it down or whatever, maybe just speaking it out loud. Evan also described anxiety for me pretty perfectly. He said, we dread what we imagine things to be before we see them for what they are. And that just kind of went along with everything. So I just wanted to put that in there. P, you being scared about how people will react to your anxiety is something to confront. So let me just bring you back down to earth a little bit. When telling your friends or anyone, just be honest. Tell them that you haven't told anyone because you're afraid of them judging you. Tell them that you don't want them to be worried. But also know that it's okay to want a little empathy and support. You deserve that, and it's natural and good to want that. If they react in a bad way, I suggest not being around them because I just feel like any decent person would accept it and want to be there for you in the ways that they can. There's no need to drown in your own head all alone because the reality is you aren't alone at all. Time for the next entry, and this one is about fear of death. Dear Diary, I am really afraid of death. It's always on my mind. But I am not thinking about me dying. I am thinking about others dying. It only started since I lost my grandpa when I was seven. I am 12 now, and I still think about it. I know it's normal for people to cherish the time they have with each other, but I can always feel that something bad will happen. I fear the worst, and sometimes I am too scared to go outside. I don't tell anyone about these feelings because they always say it's a phase or that I need to take a chill pill. I also think I have anxiety, and so does my mom, but I don't want to be diagnosed. I don't want to know that I have something wrong with me. Sincerely, A. Hi, A. I was also always afraid of this growing up, and this fear still creeps up on me pretty frequently. So you do not need to take a chill pill because I think a lot of people fear this one. Fear of death and loved ones dying is very normal and should be talked about way more often. For me, I worry about this because I act as if I have to be prepared for my parents' death right now, <laughs> like right this second. So then I think, well, I'm not ready for my mom to die right now. And then I get anxious and cry about it or stay up all night thinking about it. Remember how I talked about taking life one moment at a time? Well, that's what we need to focus on here. Because right now, it's not happening. No one is dying. In this moment where seconds are passing by pretty dang slowly, we're fine. Everyone's fine. The fact is, we don't need to be prepared for something like that right this second. And another fact is, we never have to be prepared for something like that. I mean, can you really be? There's no preparing involved. All that is asked of us is that 
We live our lives and love the people around us, and that's it. It's scary, I know, believe me, I know. But the reason why it makes us so fearful and anxious is because we know well enough that we can't control something like death. And being out of control scares a lot of people, myself included. You need to tell your mom about this or talk to someone about this. You need to vocalize this fear. I myself have done this. (laughs) I really told my mom that I stay up some nights being sad about people possibly dying one day. (laughs) And I even straight up told her what I wanted to hear. I said, hey mom, (laughs) I need to hear from you that when the time comes and you're gone, that you don't want me to spend the rest of my life being sad. And she told me exactly what I needed to hear. And I don't know, there's just something about hearing it from her and just hearing her say it. Because I was able to tell myself that while being sad and while being fearful and anxious about it. But, like, I didn't believe myself. I needed to hear that from my mom. Sometimes our minds just aren't a reliable source anymore. Even if you know what you're thinking is the truth, sometimes you really do have to reach out to someone and just have a conversation about it. And I know this kind of goes along with everything I just said, but it's just true. And know that it's okay to specifically tell someone what you need to hear from them. I know it sounds silly, but people just need that sometimes, and that's okay. And A, being scared of being diagnosed with something is also a fear that many, many people share. A lot of us have anxious thoughts that affect our quality of life and mental state in some way, obviously some more than others, but we've all dealt with it in some way, I think. And I honestly suggest that every single person, myself included, sees a professional or a therapist or talks to someone about the thoughts that negatively affect them. All humans need empathy and conversation. We naturally strive for someone to understand us and understand our fears. This world has gotten so good at making anxiety seem like some far-off horrible mental disorder that only few people have. And it's just not like that. Thankfully, though, I think we're all seeing a change. I think a lot more people are talking about anxiety more, talking about depression more. Everyone's talking about mental health more, thank God. So it is refreshing to see, and it is getting better. I don't believe in self-diagnosing, but there's no need to treat diagnosed anxiety as something to be ashamed of. It just means that you recognized a human need and you got the appropriate help for it. And nothing is wrong with that. Everything you're feeling is completely valid. And it's sad to say, but it's important to know, anxiety is common. It's on the rise. A lot of us are feeling it. A lot of us are getting help. A lot of us are getting diagnosed with it. So it's not something to fear. It's something that's important to address. And it sounds like you are at least thinking about addressing it. So that is a great first step. The next entry is a bit of a shift. It focuses on anxiety about body image and fear of getting hurt in relationships. Dear Diary, I struggle with depression. At least I think. I constantly don't like the way I look. Some days I feel a little better but I always end up looking in the mirror and hating what I see. I have anxiety, and how I cope with that is biting my lips. Sometimes I bite my lips so much that they bleed. I struggle with life. I struggle seeing other girls and then looking at myself. 
I don't know how I feel about my friends. I don't know if they are there for me 100% of the time. The only friends that I thought was there for me moved away. I still message her and I talk to her about how I feel, but she could never help me because she's never here. I've had very few heartbreaks, but the relationships I've had always end up with me getting hurt. I like a boy, but I'm beyond scared to feel that way about him. I'm scared that he will see the bad side of me, how I am without a filter. I was fine a few years ago, but now my grades are terrible. I fight with my family. I started to become distant with my friends. I cry myself to sleep. I don't want to feel this way, but it's hard when I can't accept the body that I was born into. Thank you for listening. Sincerely, B. Thank you so much, B, for submitting. A lot of us cause anxiety by holding on to impossible things, things that we couldn't possibly control. And one of those things we can't fully control is the way we look. In other words, the body that we're born into. And I think a lot of us will hold on to the feeling that we can't ever be worry-free as long as we look the way we do. So we force our minds to think about our insecurities over and over again and kind of try to force reality into another dimension where we do have the perfect body and live our lives freely. I've been there where you just can't let go of insecurities. You can't let go of the things that are weighing you down when it comes to your body image. I mean, I've had things that I couldn't let go of for years and even to this day, even now, Some insecurities will just pop up and just torment me for weeks or even months. And we have to know when to let go. We have to learn how to accept certain parts of our reality and just move on. When I get really insecure about a certain body part or a feature of mine, I usually drown myself in anxiety over it because I convince myself that it's a threat to my well-being and happiness. I convince myself that it's the one thing that is keeping me from living my best life, or even that I looked ugly my entire life and everyone was just too nice to tell me. It sounds dumb, it sounds really dumb, but these are the kinds of things that will drive you insane. And if you relate, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Those kinds of thoughts will do nothing but bury you. And at some point, based on my own experience, you really just have to learn to let go especially for something that you can't change. The anxiety doesn't serve a single purpose. Anxiety and stress only serve a purpose if it can propel you into A, getting something done, or B, getting you out of a dangerous or threatening situation. So your mind being anxious about this is telling you that your insecurities are a threat to you. And it's right. But it's not because you look a certain way, it's because you're letting your happiness be dependent on your self-perception. Like I said before, you can't control everything. You just can't. But you can control your perception on things. Your insecurities will eat you alive if you let them. Don't let them. You have that choice. Now, I know very well that it's just not that simple, and that's fine. It takes time and even help sometimes, but it is possible. It's possible to be free from this one day. And I'm telling you this because I've been there and I got out of it. And no, I didn't get plastic surgery. I didn't change my body. I'm exactly the same person. 
you don't have to let yourself be bound by your insecurities your entire life. And boy, when I tell you this next thing, I freaking mean it. Your insecurities do not exist to other people. It's easy to think that just because we hate and notice something about ourselves, that the rest of the world does too. And this is so far from true, and I wish I had someone to tell me that when I was growing up. And sometimes you just need someone to say this too. You look fine. No one is thinking about your body right now except for you. Someone will fall in love with you one day and think that you are the most adorable person on this earth, and they're going to love the things that you once hated about yourself. This submitter also has some relationship anxiety, as do a lot of people who have been hurt before. And while it's okay to be cautious with your heart and self-protective, it's not okay to live your life in fear. I have my own things in life where I'm just afraid of them because I don't want to have to experience the same outcome that I did before. Being completely honest, I don't know how you break free from this fear. But I will remind you that it really only does take one time. And that's one time where it does work out. And when you find that person, all the broken hearts will be worth it. Life is just too short to live in such fear. Because the thing is, fear and anxiety don't change an outcome. They don't serve any purpose. The only thing that it does is it makes the process less enjoyable. So B, enjoy your crushes. Let yourself be excited for a moment. If he's not the one, that's okay. It's going to be okay, but it won't do any good to tiptoe around this life in fear of getting hurt. All right, next entry, and this one is about having anxiety and feeling like you have no reason for it at all. Dear Diary, my life couldn't appear more perfect. I have a loving and supportive family. I have the best boyfriend in the whole world. I have two little rescue dogs who I love so much. I'm graduating college this spring and I couldn't be more excited about my life taking off. The only catch is my anxiety. It is something I've struggled with for my entire life, and the past two weeks have been extraordinarily bad. I've been having bad panic attacks multiple times a day that paralyze me in fear. I can't do anything but sit there and shake. It feels like I'm dying. I know this is all in my head, and I'm so privileged to have all of these nice things in my life. I feel like my excuse of an illness is inadequate just because it's all mental. What's the point of life if you just feel miserable all the time? My mom and my boyfriend are so worried about me, and I'm falling behind in my classes because I can't leave my bed. You'd think at 22 I'd know how to deal with this by now. Please pray for me. I need all the help I can get. Sincerely, M. First off, Em, I will pray for you. Thank you so much for submitting. I know that everything I said in this episode just won't apply to some people because anxiety can't really be solved by simple words. I think we all know this. Little worries can, sure, but probably not this type of anxiety. I mean, I hope it somehow helps in some small way, but I also know that sometimes it's just much bigger, it's much deeper. It's a harder struggle than I could ever even give advice about, and I just want to say that I am so sorry to those who suffer with severe anxiety. I wanted to share this entry to let people know that they aren't alone. If you suffer from this and constantly feel like you have no reason for it, 
There are many, many people who relate. And if you feel this way, please be patient with yourself. Your anxiety is 100% valid. I don't know much, but I do know that so many college students and recent college graduates struggle with anxiety. A lot of people do, regardless of where they're at in life. I mean, you can have everything you think you're supposed to have to make you happy and just still feel completely unsettled. This life is hard. Going through life, it's just extremely hard. I don't know anyone who has it easy and we're fools to ever think that this life is going to somehow be easy. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to not understand why. Be gentle with yourself. Know that anxiety, no matter what level, is something all humans naturally share. And M, people do overcome their severe anxiety. So hold on to that hope. To just raise awareness about everyone's little fears and anxieties, I asked my Instagram followers to share one fear that they haven't shared with anyone else before because they just believed it was too irrational to ever talk about. So I'm just going to read off that list. One, I'm afraid of being a failure and disappointing my mom. Two, I'm scared that I'm being watched. I guess this came from the feeling of being constantly judged before. Three, I won't go over a bridge without the windows down because I have a fear of bridges for no reason. Four, I'm afraid I'm going to fail at life, be a loser all my life, and everyone will hate me. Five, I fear not being on a schedule for cleaning the house. It's the idea that I don't have things figured out. Six, I get anxious when people watch me walk. I don't know why, but it just makes me feel like they're going to laugh at me. Seven, I'm scared of living by myself. Eight, I'm anxious about my body to boys. Nine, I'm afraid of getting home one day to find everyone in my house not alive. Ten, I'm afraid of not having anxiety. I'm not diagnosed, and I'm anxious that they will tell me I don't have it. Eleven, I'm scared of starting a conversation with someone. I think I'm annoying. Twelve, I'm afraid that everyone around me pretends to love me, and that no one will ever love me because of my body. Thirteen, I'm scared of driving. Fourteen, I'm scared of not being enough. Fifteen, I'm scared of not being worth it. Sixteen, I'm terrified of presenting in front of class. Seventeen, that a building is just randomly going to topple over when I'm in it. And last one, eighteen, I get scared anytime I hear a loud noise. My dad fell off a roof and almost didn't make it, so I'm paranoid now. We all have fears, as we all know by now. I know I said it a million times. One of mine is that I am just so scared that I will post or say something online and then the world will just tear me to shreds. And I don't think they're going to have a good reason to because I don't think I'm going to do anything hateful or crazy, you know? But I'm just so scared of being completely misunderstood by the entire world and not having the chance to stand up for myself or explain. It's a fear of like no one believing me no matter what I say. But hearing all your guys's fears, it's just so eye-opening because we all have our own little like quirky irrational fears and it's something no one really talks about. So just to see like a whole list like that, I don't know. It's kind of comforting to me in a really weird way. The funny thing is, I think we all eventually find that our fears and worries come from somewhere and that they actually aren't so irrational. Instead, they make sense. 
They come from somewhere, even if we can't see it. And if you dive into the world of neuroscience, you will see this as a pattern in a lot of studies and research. Our natural fears as humans are, we have two, and one is loud noises, and two is fear of falling. Those are two fears that we are born with, and the rest are developed throughout childhood and just our lives. Sure, there are definitely biological factors and chemical imbalances in the brain that can be the cause of anxiety, so we can ignore those for now just for the sake of this conversation. But a lot of our anxieties do derive from somewhere, and this is strangely comforting to me because, again, it means that it makes sense and that we aren't crazy. The ending quote for this episode touches on just that. Begin quote. So instead of seeing your depression and anxiety as a form of madness, I would tell my younger self, you need to see the sanity in this sadness. You need to see that it makes sense. Of course, it is excruciating. I will always dread that pain returning every day of my life. But that doesn't mean the pain is insane or irrational. If you're depressed, if you're anxious, you're not weak, you're not crazy, you're not a machine with broken parts. You're a human being with unmet needs. End quote. And that quote is by author Johan Hari. I think I pronounced that right. He writes a lot of books about anxiety and depression, if you're interested. If you haven't left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts by now, I'd really appreciate it. It's just kind of the only way to gauge how successful the podcast is and how much people are liking it. And that's what kind of pushes it out there to other people. Again, it's on the app, Apple Podcast. The app comes on every iPhone, if you didn't know it already. Also, if you want to share this with your friends and kind of spread the podcast around by word of mouth, I'd also greatly appreciate it. Apart from that, feel free to follow my Instagram at submitdeardiary. I share more entries there. And if you want to submit your own entry, visit submitdeardiary.com. See you next time. Sincerely, Holly. Holly.